0: following is a Journey Into Comics Network production.
1: Hey, this is Veronica from Foodies Watching Movies, and you're listening to the Journey Into Comics Network Best of the Week show. Highlights from all the episodes on the network this week. Enjoy.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Journey Into Comics. We are back ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Game Addicts podcast, the show where we talk about the modern and retro video games that we play and Oh, co- uh, wait a minute. Shit, I'm on the wrong show. I was so confused for Strike a minute. That. Reverse, okay. it. reverse, reverse. No, okay. Anyways, we are back folks. We just took a quick breather. Uh Mike and Brando told us all about their thoughts on the Infinity War trailer, their excitements. Mike did a crazy intro, intro for Journey into Comics which was hilarious. We might end up making that a thing. I don't know. I might make it a button because it was pretty funny. I guess he mic checks on Game Addicts <laughs> with this is you're listening to Journey into Comics or whatever. He I said. know. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, so, V, we just watched in the break a trailer.
1: Yes, I'm very excited about this trailer. I haven't seen a lot of trailers that I've been looking forward to for a while and this one was surprisingly cool
2: yeah you were like kind of blown away i was a little
1: blown away by this one i wasn't ready for it wasn't expecting it knew nothing about it and now i'm excited about it
2: so what we're talking about is batman ninja (laughs) yeah and uh i'm going to read a brief synopsis from comicbook.com Kind of give an idea of what the movie is about. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about what we thought about the trailer, all right? Sounds good. So Batman Ninja, for those not aware, involves a story where Batman is somehow transported back to Japan's earliest days, along with folks like the Joker and Harley Quinn. But Batman has some heroes to help him out as well. Uh, He has, uh, let's see, it says the poster, which they just released, uh, indicates that Batman goes up against the Joker, Harley Quinn, Gorilla Grodd, Poison Ivy, Two-Face, Deathstroke, and the Penguin with help from period-appropriate versions of Catwoman, Robin, Nightwing, Red Robin, Alfred, and the Red Hood. Uh, And the DC said, a must-see for an all-American comic fan announced at New York Comic-Con, Batman Ninja was just revealed at Japan's Tokyo Comic-Con. And they released some trailers and a poster, this dope poster.
1: Man, okay. Okay. So this movie looks fucking bitchin'. The logo for it is so cool. It's like the Batman logo, but a little more angular and red in the background, you know? Instead of yellow. Yeah, and I want it on a t-shirt. It looks so cool. (laughs) Okay, let's just get right into it, because this trailer looked amazing, and I'm so excited about it, because I love anime, as you know. Yes, absolutely. I'm a big anime fan, and I thought that this was like a really cool amalgamation of all the different things that I like about anime. Which are? Well, I like the art. I like the art direction. I love the styling of it. Um,
2: Art is done by the guy who did Afro Samurai, by the way.
1: Which I also liked. Yeah. I I think I have that on on a DVD. But anyway, um, I thought this this trailer made this movie kind of look like it's going to be what I thought was um, like if Ninja Scroll and Vampire Hunter D had a bat baby.
2: Like they did a fusion dance and made a bat baby. Yeah,
1: like what caught me off... Like what got me really excited about it right away was how much it it reminded me of Vampire Hunter D just in the art direction, and it looks really cool.
2: Yeah, it's very angular. <laughs> Joker looks extra creepy.
1: Yeah, and the samurai, like the the um, the costumes and everything, is really cool. Feudal, feudal Japan. You yeah, know? it's really. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be cool.
2: You know, Batman, it's a lot of sword fighting, which is neat, you know, because it's not typically Batman's M.O. Right. And it's cool to see, like, Batman v. Joker with swords. Mm-hmm. It's different. It's a cool, different take. It's, it's-
1: totally different. I, lo- I love it. And I'm actually really surprised that this hasn't happened sooner.
2: Yeah. I- I'm looking forward to this movie. I cannot wait for it to come out. We'll be doing, uh, uh, maybe it'll be you and I that do the review on Batman Ninja. Maybe you, me, and Brando can do it. I don't know. We'll future trip when that actually <laughs> sure. drops. You know, they announced it back in October. I didn't even realize that they announced this back in October, but then the trailer dropped, and it was everywhere, and I think Mike from Game Addicts actually posted it in our group.
1: Yeah, I still don't know how I missed it. I I would have been excited about it sooner. Well,
2: I'm glad I got to be here when you saw it for the first time, Mm because it, like got y'all jacked up you were like yeah
1: (laughs) yeah i'm excited about it i love a good anime and it's been in a short supply lately as i still haven't seen the the new ghost in the shell movie out of principle
2: (laughs) oh yeah because scar joe and they're whitewashing
1: i just i can't get into it
2: uh i'm gonna jump to this one real quick before we get to this okay Because they also dropped a picture the other day, DC did. They've got this new thing coming out, I think it's like called DC All Access TV, Mm -hmm. which is going to be a... It's like a
1: subscription-based service, isn't it?
2: Correct.
1: Don't you have to pay like two bucks or something? I'm not sure
2: what the price is, but uh, I'm going to look it up now and see what they actually say on the actual article, because I'm pretty sure it gave some of those details. But what they're doing is they're uh, doing a TV show, Titans. Yes. And guess what? Not chicken butt. They have, they <laughs> <Wow>. have actually... <laughs> You've been hanging around Ollie too much. <laughs> not so quietly they have hinted at the fact that the Arrowverse will immediately be tying in with the Titansverse, meaning we will have a Robin in the CWverse. Right. Like, by proxy. Because the,
1: Robin was on the poster that you're talking about? Oh,
2: it's yeah. I'm trying to pull it up. Of course, it's so slow today. The interwebs is just... Uh, Hello, interwebs! Oh, here I literally just lifted it and it worked. That was creepy. That was magic. Uh, So, Brenton Thwaites, I think, is how they say his name. It's a weird one: (laughs) T H W A I T E S. Okay, Thwaites. Um, They showed some pictures of Robin or of himself as Robin. Uh, They released the first picture I showed you, but I guess they released another one, and it's. Again, taking a minute to load, folks. We're so sorry about that. (laughs) Um, But from the first picture I showed you, if you'll recall it, what did you think?
1: Uh, I think it it looked cool. I think it's going to be great. It looked better than the uh, Batman Forever and Batman Robin suit. Oh, well, obviously. Yeah.
2: Oh, look. Here's a better shot. This is just uh, him hanging out on set. Uh hmm Man.
1: It's a cool Robin suit.
2: Yeah, this is going to be awesome. I'm excited for uh, this to come out. Uh, I will be most likely finding my way onto the DC. So
1: Titans, let me get this straight. Titans is just going to be an independent show that's only available on this DC app of sorts? Yes, absolutely.
2: It'll be like... uh,
1: how are they planning on tying the universes together
2: then? They'll do crossover events oh, okay. with hopes to draw more people to the app. I see. Okay. By way of like saying, hey, look, we're having this crazy crossover. Right. You don't you know, know what you're missing. You don't know what you're going. I mean, at some point, think about this. Titans, they have a flash. It's Wally West. Spoiler alert. Mm. Wally West Oh, yeah. Is probably going go to go to the
1: He's kind of been bouncing off the show.
2: Yeah. I mean, they didn't really use him. We'll talk about this in a minute. But they didn't really use him for the... Uh,
1: the crossover. The
2: crossover event they did, the two-night special, uh, Crisis on Earth-X. They kind of wrote Which him, we will
1: talk about later. Yeah.
2: They kind of wrote him out, just like... Okay, you go do this and yeah, then like, Peace out. And then you're done and they he,
1: did that with a lot of different characters. I'm sure they had to do with scheduling and whatnot.
2: Well scheduling and just not having Story to length. pay people as much, you right. know, you contractually they're only obligated to do so many dates. I guess. Uh yeah. I'm excited for Titans. It's gonna be awesome. Cyborg is a part of Titans. Hmm. Uh Beast Boy, Raven, uh Starfire I think is a part of Titans. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure Starfire is. Uh I don't, I
1: don't know. Do you think that the superhero fatigue is going to negatively affect introducing new characters that people typically don't give a shit about?
2: No, because I don't think superhero fatigue is real. If we w- if we actually had it legit, like full scale, like what people are so afraid of, Thor wouldn't have done as amazing as it did at the box office. It did insane numbers at the box office opening weekend and is still doing great numbers. I think it just crossed right, like but, 600 million worldwide.
1: Right. I think that's for different reasons because it wasn't a typical <clears throat> Marvel superhero movie. They went a different direction after the success of Guardians. But Marvel's
2: like twenty-one and O. They've not struck out yet. They've had number one movies for every single one of the movies in the MCU,
1: which we can't really say for DC, huh?
2: Exactly, and that's a crazy thing to think about, uh, you know. But uh, let's—I'm going to jump back to this one now. This is the other thing I want to talk to you about. You have no idea what this is. Speaking of TV shows, mm-hmm. there is a Watchmen TV show that's being developed. Do you know? I do know. Okay, but I bet you. I know. loved The Watchmen. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Zack Snyder directed The Watchmen movie. Uh, Alan Moore wrote The Watchmen book. That was a
1: melancholy book. motherfucking movie, wasn't it? Yeah.
2: And the book is just as melancholic. I know, I know. And Doomsday Clock has been great so far. You need to read episode one. We just, I haven't read
1: any of that yet.
2: We, well, It's only the first issue. Oh, okay. Uh, we just reviewed issue. I just said episode, but we just reviewed issue one on last week's Journey into Comics, 167. Go check that out. But there's been a sort of spoilery lead on who is playing Dr. Manhattan for the television Watchmen series. Really? Mm-hmm. You're not going to be happy. Why? Because you can't see him.
1: No. Yep. John Cena. Yeah.
2: He uh, he posted, what? he cryptically posted just the Watchman smiley face button on his Instagram a couple weeks ago. Ugh. And then, why does
1: wrestling have to permeate everything in on, my life now?
2: Hold on. Hold on. Relax. <sighs> it's okay. Uh, and then a couple days ago, he posted a picture of Dr. Manhattan specifically. Uh-huh. And it just, it would seem that would be a strong role for him to be. They could, I mean, John Cena is not a bad actor. He wouldn't you, have
1: to say much.
2: Exactly. And he's super, I mean, he can, he can, they can feed him intelligent lines. He's got the physique to play it. Mm-hmm. I do not want to see John Cena's cock and balls. Sorry. Uh, sorry, <laughs> I, Dr. Well, Manhattan. You, you won't. Well, you might. I mean,. Doctor Manhattan did walk around wait, in the news. Didn't you nude.
1: say this was going to be a TV show?
2: Yeah, but it's on uh, HBO or Showtime. It's on one of the. Oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I it's see. show. I think it's HBO. Probably I think it's HBO. HBO. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and it's going to be telling stories in that universe.
1: That's dope. Yeah. I can't wait. He- I hope they don't fuck it up. Yeah. Yeah, HBO. Um, as much as I love HBO, they have a tendency of fucking up the shit I like.
2: What have they fucked up so bad? True Blood. Okay, okay. Is that it, though? That's their only transgression, is True Blood?
1: They scarred me for life with Six Feet Under. Okay. (laughs) Oh, let me see what else. United States of Terra. That was a great show, but they canceled it. And didn't end it properly. And that was sad. Okay. Fuck HBO.
2: Wow, but Game
3: of Thrones. Oh, but Game
1: of Thrones. I can't say fuck HBO.
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 14 of The Poor Report. I'm your host, Nate Phillips, filling in for Mr. Poor today. We got more news here. Oh, but this is not directly about Donald Trump. This is actually a really interesting article I found. It's about Paul Manafort. He was the campaign chairman to Trump. Uh, It seems that he attempted to publish an op-ed under someone else's name and... uh, Prosecutors are now working for special Robert, special counsel Robert Mueller pushing for Manafort to remain on house arrest and GPS monitoring for the time being. Uh, the op-ed was an opinion essay written to publish in some form, usually on a website or newspaper magazine. It's usually marked as representing the views of a writer and separated from the news content. In the court filings, prosecutors say Manafort and the colleagues sought to publish the op-ed to influence public opinion about his political consulting in ukraine work at the heart of the criminal case against him the op-ed was being drafted as late as last week prosecutors say they did not name the colleague but noted the person is based in russia manafort is currently facing several felony charges involving allegations of money laundering and other financial crimes related to his political consulting work in ukraine manafort has denied any wrongdoing a trial is scheduled for 2018 reached monday a spokesperson for manafort declined comment on the op-ed described by prosecutors in the court filing prosecutors say the op-ed appeared to violate and admonished from the judge an admonishment from the judge last month to refrain from public statements. Even if ghostwritten op-ed were entirely accurate, fair, and balanced, it would be a violation of the court's November 8 order if it had been published. The persecutors wrote, The editorial clearly was undertaken to influence the public opinion of defendant Manafort, or else there would be no reason to seek its publication, much less for Manafort and his longtime associate to ghostwrite it in another's name. They added it compounds the problem that the proposed piece is not dispassionate Uh, recitation of the facts. Prosecutors say they discovered the effort to publish the op-ed last Thursday and alerted Manafort's attorney, who assured prosecutors that steps would be taken to make sure it was no longer going to be published. At the time, Manafort was working to secure his release from home confinement by posting a more than $10 million bond. According to court papers, he had reached a tentative agreement with the government. But after discovering the op-ed, Mueller's team is now opposing Manafort proposing bond agreement. Prosecutors did not disclose the op-ed in court papers, so As to prevent it from becoming public, they also did not disclose what name the ghost-written op-ed would have been published under. Manafort and his longtime business associate, as we know, Rick Gates, were indicted in October by grand jury in Washington. They are among the first people to face charges brought on by the special counsel's office. Manafort led to the Trump campaign for several months, including... During the Republican National Convention, Gates also worked as a senior role in the campaign. Mueller had been leading a wide-ranging investigation into Russians' election interference and any coordination with Trump associates. Manafort's done. Cook him on the Barbie. It's over, folks. It's not looking good. Paul Manafort, I don't understand why you would do this. He's already in trouble, right? Like they've already hook, line, sinkered him, got him. They know what he's done. They know they're going to take him to trial. They're probably going to kick his ass in trial. He's going to go to prison for a long time. He just makes things so much worse for himself. He decides, I'll write an op-ed in someone else's name, ghostwritten. I'll have them publish it. It'll hopefully maybe change public opinion of me, which will help my chances in not being, in uh, you know, uh, officially uh, charged with a crime, and everything will be all good and well. However, this just goes, guilty, guilty, guilty. You're fucking guilty. He did it. He's guilty. He's guilty. Folks, ladies and gentlemen, why would you do that? Like They're going to ask him in court. There was this op-ed you were going to post. Why? What's your reasoning? And there's no way in hell he's talking himself out of that box. He's done, folks. Paul Manafort, put the cuffs on him, give him an orange and black jumpsuit, put his ass on the side of the road digging ditches. His days are numbered you're a fucking crook, you're going down, you're a part of all of this, and you're the first domino, you're one of the dominoes to fall in all of this. And before it's all said and done, I'm really hopeful that Donald Trump is the last domino to fall. And the great collapse of the current American presidency will be done. And they'll have to figure out a different way to do things. I think us as a society need to smarten up and figure out a better, more politically stable way to pick our leader Other than campaigning and gallivanting across the country with donors and people giving their money to you to essentially say, well, they represent me. I'm going to give them my donation and they're going to represent my beliefs and then fuck me when they don't actually represent my beliefs, but they took my money all the same. I feel like we need to get away from that. I feel like we need to have an honest, uh, you know, no party system where leaders are based on their merits, on what they have accomplished as people, as how they've shown that they are great leaders. People who are willing to step up and take responsibility when they make mistakes. Donald Trump is not that guy. I'm sorry, that's just a fact. Speaking of Donald Trump, he's got a bunch of tax cuts coming. This sucks, as you know. Uh, It's going to really affect the middle class more than anybody else. You're giving bigger breaks to corporations, less breaks to lower-income families, overall i feel this is a terrible thing so somebody at yahoo wrote an article about six things that they think could make this bill a little bit better if you could if you could even say that you know so here are the six improvements they think they can make i'm just going to actually read the bullet points i'm not going to get into the whole article typically cuz you know what this is none of this shit is going to be finalized, I don't think. I feel like there are going to be some major changes that happen before this is all said and done. So here are the six improvements according to this Yahoo article that they think that President Trump's uh, tax cut bill could use. Cut the corporate tax rate to 22% rather than to 20%. Phase in the corporate rate cut instead of ushering it in all at once. Make all individual tax cuts permanent. Just like the business cuts, keep the current tax breaks for graduate students and taxpayers with high medical cost. Keep the estate tax intact. Make sure that re- reducing the salt deduction won't wreck city and state budgets. So this, you know, I don't have a lot to say about this. I really just hate that. I feel like everything Trump could find a way to try to fuck up, and 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 the Republican Party under the guidance of Trump could fuck up. They're just going for it. They're like, oh, gay rights, fuck that. You know, uh, is a plant illegal? Yes, it is. Fuck you. You know, like, do we care about the poor and the middle class? No, we fucking don't. Fuck you. It's all about the 1%. I just read the other day that a GOP, um, one of the members of the GOP was saying that people who aren't millionaires are aren't millionaires because they only spend their money on booze and women. That is fucking terrible. We are broke. This country is motherfucking broke. We are struggling as a nation. I am struggling as a person. I am not going to be afraid to sit here and tell you that. Man, shit is tough. Times are really hard. You've got people struggling with degrees. Motherfuckers who have went to college and got a better understanding of the fucking the way the world works, you know, and they've got a higher education and they can't get a job at fucking anywhere but McDonald's. That is bullshit, utter bullshit. More bullshit than I can handle. Folks, I've actually only got a couple more articles here for you, but I wanted to introduce something new to the poor rapport. Uh It's essentially me taking and riffing on weekend update kind of that show that they do inside of uh inside of uh Saturday night live I don't know if it's going to be funny maybe the jokes will land maybe they won't land it's really going to be your job to come to me after you've listened to this and say hey buddy uh those were terrible and don't make jokes like that that would, don't do that again okay so i've got a bunch of articles here and i've got a bunch of headlines and i got a bunch of things i'd like to say Let's start with this one. We were already talking about it a little bit earlier. Oh, it's true. It's damn true. It really is her turn. House of Cards Season 6 will actually have Robin Wright's Claire Underwood taking place uh, now that she's the newly installed POTUS. Uh, It seems that there's actually a new up-and-coming actor joining House of Cards Season 6, and his name is Spevin Casey. Ford is suing John Cena. Uh, John Cena got a special 2017 Ford GT in September and decided that he would sell it. So now Ford is suing John Cena, although Ford is unsure if they will be able to see John Cena in court. You, because, yeah, because you can't see him, right? Uh, Samsung has just unveiled, and this one's a shocker for you folks. Samsung has just filed patent applications for a device that can read the palm of your hand in Gadget First reported. Uh, I guess they're going to call this codename Miss Cleo. Miss Clio. Miss Clio. Uh, ah, that was that was bad, huh? Okay, so uh, we've got one more here for you, folks. Maggie Parks, writer for Yahoo Lifestyle, recently wrote how Matt Lauer looks different. And, uh, you know, this is what knowing about peop- who people really are behind closed doors does. Well, I mean closed and locked doors from your desk doors. Because, you know, that's what he was doing. He's gross. But really, it's funny. I want to actually talk about that a little bit. The uh, people talking about how Matt Lauer looks different now. He looks like a fucking creep. It's because he's a fucking creep. Like, we can't deny that, folks. He is creepy because he's a creep. And he was creeping and doing terrible things to women. Locking women in his office and raping them until they passed out. And... And uh, there are many different interviews with certain women that going back and retrospectively looking at, like uh, I think Anne Hathaway is a big one to go and, and re- re-watch. He is just, God, he's been so fucking creepy the whole time. It's not really surprising now that it's out in the open. Another sexual allegation misconduct.
0: Red meat, we crave sustenance. Guys, we are not invading my hand. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: this movie had hypnosis it had uh racism it had parties it had uh romance and some betrayal f- some Frankenstein dark betrayal. like shit oh. and it was a fucked up movie i would recommend it it was a great movie
2: when yeah. rose turns on him
4: oh, with and king. she just like you know, I when can't he give finds, these When he y'all. finds that oh.
5: box of pictures.
4: Just different, including like the black people that he's seen before. Yeah. I was really like hoping the,
1: that the daughter wasn't going to be involved. Yeah. I that was what was supposed
4: to be. When I went to go to
5: see it, my friend Bridget was like, she's in, she's in on it. She was like, she's in on it, like, in on it. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. From like with the first 20 or 30 minutes, my friend Bridget was like, she's in on it. And I was mm-hmm. like, no, she isn't. She plays and the, she ended up being like the main, one of the main people.
4: She plays that innocence card so well. You're like, oh, she doesn't know what's going on. And then you're like it's just that that feeling you're like,
1: and I love uh, how his friend Chris or Chris's character's friend like had it completely figured out from a, the very beginning. They're having these conversations. He's like, "Uh, get the fuck out of there!" <laughs> right. You know.
2: I, and I loved that's how funny. the like the first reference of the movie the movie's title is the is the picture with Logan, mm-hmm. and it like triggers him to. It's like the flash breaks the the chain of command that's going on in the brain. And Chris was smart enough to, like, figure out he uses that later. But, like, that moment with Logan when he's like, get out, get out of here. Like, he's not doing it trying to be mean to him. He's trying to save him in that moment. And the only person that should be realizing it is Chris. And everyone else is going, oh, he fucking ruined it. He's spoiling it, it. I
5: love how at the end he, like, used, like, the stuff from, like, the stuffing from the chair to, like, put in his ears so that she could not hypnotize him.
4: Yeah, and she that ultimately him. saved him yeah i still think the creepiest mm-hmm. part of that movie for me was early on when he goes upstairs and everyone just stops and looks up yeah this is like it was
1: very rosemary's baby it had yeah. that weird satanist cult feel to it the whole movie like mm-hmm. it, just, it, it was really good i'm so glad that you recommended this movie absolutely it was really cool i liked it a lot and for whomever is out there listening um You probably have no idea what we're talking about if you haven't seen this movie. This probably sounds really strange. (laughs) But go see the movie Get Out. It was fantastic.
4: The movie uh, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner and just spun it on its head.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Guess Who's Not Leaving Dinner. Man, they
4: per- – what is it with
2: them – like, I feel like Hollywood is doing such a great job of perfectly casting douchebag brothers. You look at Stranger Things 2 with Billy. You look at um, Rose's brother Jeremy, I think it was, in the movie. Yeah. He was like, whoa, over-the-top douchebag. And then to put together the, at the very beginning of the movie, that's him mm-hmm. that kidnaps Andre. And then it just – like, everything just – turns on its head once you get the end of the movie right so rewatching it that was your third time second second and that was your third time
5: That was like my fifth time
0: whoa
2: okay i saw it
5: twice in theaters and i've seen it like twice since then since i've owned it
2: amazing amazing yeah so uh let's go around and let's rock our pizza slice review we got to figure out how good this movie is out of five what are you giving it ap
4: i gotta say five it was solid five there's i couldn't find anything to fault on this movie
2: Okay, I
4: like that. Liz, what about you?
6: I'd probably say five, too. It's not your typical cookie-cutter thriller or horror movie, and that's something that, like, for me, it's hard for me to find with, like, thriller and horror. I feel it's the same thing over and over, but this one's completely
2: different. Absolutely. They, like, kind of redefine it. V, what about you?
1: I'd give it a five out of five, just because I I didn't know anything about this movie going into it, and not knowing what to expect and just watching it unfold was really cool, and I thought it was... It was like one of the better movies I've seen in a long time. Like it was actually really well made and wasn't just like some stupid fucking block, summer blockbuster, you know. This was a really cool, cerebral, creepy, fucked up, funny movie. There's not like a lot of like
2: bogus plot holes. You can't look right. through the movie and just pick apart little well, yeah. mistakes or errors they made. They did a really good job of making it like sincerely with the purpose of telling a story as true as you could.
1: Right. And it reminded me a lot... Like I started early on in the movie, I started getting vibes from this uh, other movie that I had seen called Skeleton Key. And have you ever seen that movie? Yeah, with Kate, with, with Kate, Kate Hudson. Baldwin, yeah. yeah, and she's like in New Orleans, and she goes. She's like a hospice worker, and she goes to work for this elderly couple, and it's like a, a possession story. Like yeah. where the all the the servants there, are like
5: only only aren't. It's aren't, all consciousness. Isn't, isn't like in that? Isn't in that movie though? Aren't the Aren't the black people possessing the white people? Yeah,
1: the, he was like a voodoo yeah. priest and yeah. his wife, and they possessed the owners of that house yeah. or something.
5: And they keep they keep moving into younger and younger bodies.
1: Right. They. It's like yeah. It's like
5: Tale of the Body Snatchers.
1: Skeleton Key got together and had a baby, and it was
4: an interesting. Also, I feel out, like threw a know? little bit of Stepford Wives, a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, There's
1: a lot of really cool. Uh, like references in this movie
2: all right let's kick it over to lauren out of five
5: i'd have to give it a five just because i recommended it and because (laughs) (laughs) so you kind of have to right and and because i i paid to go see it twice in theaters so So it's well worth it yeah
2: um i'm going with a five too i think this is our first perfect film foodie review Mm -hmm. foodies uh perfect score Definitely. It had everything you want in a thriller. It kept you on the edge of your seat. There are moments where you're just like, you feel so much for the character, like, no, don't do that. I know what's coming and I can't save you, you know? Or like when he uh, goes to the sunken place and he's falling and you just want to like reach your hand in the screen and save this guy because he's like, you know he's so fucked. he starts fucked. crying when he's oh, in that yeah. chair. Well, and the thing is, too, is you know he's, like, he's toast as soon as he starts immediately giving away details about what happened when yeah. he was a kid. Because he said, he's like, I'm not talking about that. I don't need to talk about it. And then, like, seconds later, he's immediately so talking about rain,
4: it. He's like... Yeah. And then just done and then it's over yeah
1: she like took him on some guided meditation into hypnosis to the sunken place is what and they then, called it and it's like being a passenger in your own life as somebody else takes over your consciousness or your body but your consciousness is still there
4: so they just take your whole brain out with the other guy's brain and then you just keep your consciousness in like the subconscious state it seems like yeah, yeah the sunken crazy. place
2: mm-hmm. had uh, the dude from uh, office space in this movie that was pretty awesome
4: should have given us red stapler, we didn't have any problems. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do you have my stapler? Uh, okay. So, so let's
5: five out of five <clears throat> out of five because all five of us say five. Yeah. That's right. It's
2: it's the first per- perfect score we've movie. had on the show. So I'm um, definitely recommending that to everybody. I think we've done a good job too of not spoiling that weird twist mm-hmm. that does make the movie so special. We've kind of t- we've danced around it. We never really said exactly what happens and why they're doing what they're doing. I think yeah. that's very important. Uh, motive is everything for the this movie bingo game
4: still kind of makes me uncomfortable yeah the bingo game makes you super uncomfortable it's like a slave auction and yeah. also
2: what yeah. uh can, one unanswered question i think i had from this movie was the mirror with georgina she's in her room looking in a mirror and doesn't and it looks like she doesn't see out or is that supposed to just be because she's
5: She's looking at herself. She's I think she's
4: at... admiring her. Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. okay.
1: Yeah, she was just she's... looking at her reflection. She didn't see
2: that her he was spin. looking. You're I focused
4: you. on your own, what you look like.
2: I got you. She was just lost in herself. That's mm-hmm. fine. All right, well, let's move on from that first perfect foodies movie, which we should absolutely recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, get Out and Get Get Out. See what I yes. did there? <laughs>
7: The Moby yeah. Dick was lit, son.
8: <laughs> <laughs> no, you remember Joanna, right? Yeah. yeah, she's the host of that. That's pretty cool. She's also, I know she loves books. Yeah. She's also the host of, or one of the hosts of Butt Stuff. It's Butt, comma, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I love that name. Uh, and that's a funny show. It's its really random. You never know what you're going to get with that one. Much like this show, you just never know what we're going to talk about, how far we're going to take it. Uh, the the last live stream I did, we we got pretty ridiculous up yeah. here, <laughs> and it's only going to get more ridiculous, especially once I go on shutdown.
7: Oh yeah, like, that's two or three weeks away.
8: Mm-hmm. Did I tell? You, have I told you what I'm going to do? Mm-mm. I'll tell you after the show.
7: Awesome. You know <laughs> what
8: you should do? You
7: should burn it up to Chicago sometime.
8: I'm going to talk to you about that right now. Actually, awesome. So here in uh, the weekend, what, what, wait, what weekend is it? no it's not next okay yeah it is next weekend shit <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's not far away uh so next weekend the weekend of like the 9th and 10th and all that Yeah, uh chicago's having this uh winter thing she wants me to go they got I, a lot of winter stuff dude. yeah it's like a light <laughs> thing what what is it
3: lights yeah. <laughs> there's, there's some there's some christmas lights going on
8: uh and,
7: I think uh, it might be called like the Winter
8: Walk or something.
7: I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Where,
8: where is it at? Chicago, <laughs> chi Town, Shy City. It's,
7: it's pretty big though. chi City. I know. Like, there's a place called Lincoln Park Zoo up there. Yeah. Um, they have a thing called the Winter Walk. It is free. And I haven't. I mean, this is my first winter up. Well, I moved there in February, so okay. late winter. Um, but this will be our like first Christmas there, uh, this year. So. Okay. We're gonna go around to the
8: ice skating rink sometime and nice. do all that fun stuff. Okay, so next weekend, yeah, I guess next weekend uh, it's coming up really fast for me. Um, uh, we're gonna head up there for that but okay. Friday night. I'm going. We're gonna stop in Hammond where I'm gonna hang out with Mr. Nate Phillips record uh oh yeah i forgot it i forgot a podcast his other podcast the voice of survival he's probably like you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> plug me bro <laughs> no uh he's got enough podcasts i plug most of them uh but yeah, i'm going up there to record my episode of the voice of survival mm-hmm. uh, the voice of survival it's a conversation where you get to know people like it, yeah. it's basically like an interview. Telling of the sto- telling of your story, and I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm night. sorry.
7: Anybody, anybody mentions the interview, I just think of fucking David or James Franco. Are you excited <laughs> for the
8: disaster artist?
7: I can't decide if I want to see that. I will. I think it looks good, and I've
8: heard good things. Have you seen? heard about the movie it's based off? No, The Room, Mm-mm. considered the worst movie of all time. Hmm, I might. It, see it's, this. it's a cultural phenomenon.
7: I think I've heard of this. It's yes. The
8: Room. Anyway, so I'm going to go up there record record my episode stay the night. Uh then we're going to we're going to go up to Chicago. Mm-hmm. And uh can I, can I stay? Yeah, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> that's that's what I was getting at. So, uh I'm going to I'm going to record that weekend. I'll be honest, we don't have too much room. That's fine. Like, we'll figure it
7: out. We have one in the bedroom, and we got a tiny ass couch.
8: So We'll figure it out. I'm sure I can borrow my roommate's uh uh air mattress. Yeah, I mean, we can our furniture is light, we can move it. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I, I figured, you know, I just bring all my podcasting shit up there and we'd record another episode. Absolutely. Get, get Felipe on there. Finally. Yeah. We'll,
7: we'll finally get his charismatic ass on your podcast. Oh, definitely. You want to see a guy that can control a room and it is him. Oh,
8: definitely. Um, then the plan is to leave the next day and hit up three Floyd's on the way home. Get me some beer. Cool. And, uh, get me, me a case of beer in preparation for what is to be, um,
7: the, a drunken shutdown. Uh, a dr- not, not,
8: a, not just a drunken shutdown, but a drunken, a very drunken episode of Podcastrophy. <laughs> I'm not sure what I'm going to call it. I can't decide if I want to call it the drunk cast or drunk castrophy. I think I'd like the drunk cast. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's what I was going to talk to you after the show. But now it's live and recorded. Over uh, Christmas shutdown, we are recording Drunk Drunk the drunk cast. Uh, where we are gonna have several people on, and we are gonna be drunk as shit. Cool. The plan. The plan is we're gonna we're gonna pregame with brews with dudes. <laughs>
7: <laughs> we're gonna drink on one podcast. and We're gonna just transition right into the next one. Yeah. <laughs> sounds like a, sounds like a plan, brother. <laughs> yeah.
8: The the plan is just to be completely blasted, and who knows what the fuck's gonna happen. Um.
7: <laughs> Hardcore rock paper yeah. scissors.
8: But the, the they're betting is-
7: fingers down here, Charlie. <laughs>
8: <laughs> so the, the the cool thing about the Drunk Cast is, so uh, not long ago Nate reached out to Podbean and managed to get us a whole week featured on their front page. Oh, hot damn! So, and since we have a podcast for every day of the week, so like, feature week's gonna we gotta we gotta bring our A game. Yeah. Drunkcast cast is going to be the episode for feature week because <laughs> it's the first week of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God. So happy the, new
0: year. All these
8: brand new people <laughs> coming in just from seeing us on the front page. They're going to come into my podcast and just be like, what is this? It's magical. It is. It, it will be magical. <laughs> uh, my, my plan is I have, I have some people in mind, obviously since we're doing bruise with dudes, we'll have Nick Maxon on there. Uh, he is the host of bruise with dudes for those who don't know. Uh, and then hopefully I'm going to have uh, Tyler McLaughlin back on and uh, Rachel, who is, I believe, still hopefully watching this stream. I see I see her name over there. Uh, but she'll hopefully be on as well. And uh, the rest of the cast of characters for that show is either yet to be decided or still being a closely guarded secret. Uh, TBD. To be decided. But yeah, so that's... So, that yeah, that was my plan. I wanted to uh, definitely go up to Chicago and get another podcast in with you. Yeah. You and Felipe, whoever else is up there. Dude, I'm up for whenever. You tell me mm-hmm. a time I'll be down here or if you want to come up. Hell yeah, dude. Did you come up? I'm really bummed because that weekend uh, the Monster Hunter, uh, the uh, – what is it? The beta. It drops. Oh. And I'm like, no, I'm going to be away from my PlayStation 4 all weekend. <laughs> Fuck it. Bring it. <laughs> I'm probably going to. Okay. <laughs> I got a I got a 4K TV. Cool. <laughs> I got an argument with Andy earlier about what? 4K. What about it? It wasn't much of an argument. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, but so I get home and I had a package. Mm-hmm. I ordered some uh, 4K uh, HDMI cables. Yeah. Some high speed HDMI cables. And so he's like, he's like, "What'd you get?" I'm like, oh, "I got some more. H- I got some 4K HDMI cables." He's like, "What?" I'm like, yeah, they're they're 4K HDMI. Like, what's the difference between a regular one? These are suited for 4K. Yeah. And he's like, "What? Show me the difference." He's, he gets like all like up in arms and upset, like I'm like I'm wasting my fucking money or something. That's the
7: wiring inside of it.
8: Yeah, it's better quality wiring, yeah. and and enables data to travel faster. Exactly. Therefore, giving a better quality picture. He's like, oh, I just what's the he like? He doesn't understand 4K. Like he doesn't <laughs> understand like what's so much better about it. I mean, okay, so obviously be- going be- going from 4K to 1080p not a ginormous difference. No. It's just a little clearer. You can see like people's fucking individual hairs. It's yeah. insane in that aspect, but like I just like it cuz it's a much clearer picture. It's a much better picture. And he's he's like I just I just don't see what the point is.
7: Well, here's my opinion on 4K. You don't need a 4K anything unless it is bigger than a 40 inch
8: yeah in which i have a 65 so yeah i'm set
7: boom yeah i have a 40 inch and a 55 inch those are my two tvs both 4k both yeah. smart tvs that's what i got mm-hmm. however i have a gaming monitor that is a 25 inch gaming monitor it's 1080p yeah because this
8: is 27 and it's 4k yeah, but since it's a since it's a monitor, you're a lot closer to it, so you yeah. can actually see. Mm-hmm. Normal TVs, you're sitting kind of at a distance, mm-hmm. so that the size has to matter for that.
7: I'm still at the belief though that if it's not 40 inch, you don't need 4K. So I'm just like, I'll just get this 1080P gaming monitor. Fair. with 144 hertz.
8: It's good. Yeah,
7: it's good. It's got a one millisecond reaction speed. So. Good
0: But okay so for, so for Black Friday, I only had like the the memory cards pick up, but one of those memory cards is for our recording setup. The other memory card is for this
3: the switch
0: now I've mentioned before I had it on layaway. I originally just got the regular gray went back in and switched it for the Mario Odyssey edition and uh, well, it was I was able to swing picking it up just yesterday as as we record this. And uh, I we I remember we got there. We were gonna pick up a few things, and I'm like, "Whoa, hey, hun." So, yeah, I can pick that up now. She goes, "Yeah, you could." I'm like, "Hold on, you're not gonna fight me on it?" Oh, well, I, well, I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't expecting that. I, I was I, I was I was expecting a. No, it was right there. And uh, so I, got, I went and picked up my Switch. And, of course, this is the Mario Odyssey one. As I have said before, I'm going to move some stuff out of the way. Uh, nice, awesome Mario Odyssey box. I love yes. that they, it's not just uh, – some systems do like a slip cover for, like, their design for that, if, if it's a Destiny. Uh, I remember seeing one with Destiny where it was just the playing PS4 box or whatever. Actually, no, sometimes they have the white one, so that one might be different. But yep. this one, of course, comes with the two Mario Red Joy-Cons. It comes with a download code for Mario Odyssey. Rabble. And, <laughs> and it comes with a exclusive Mario Odyssey carrying case.
3: What I like about this case or this cover is that it's not just... Like, it is scenes from the game, but it's pictures Yeah. scenes from the game. And and that's a, what I like.
0: On the back, we got a, a big uh, kind of a poster-like type of thing with Mario throwing Cappy and all the different uh, vari- uh, various things that you can kind of take take control over. The T-Rex, the Goomba. Because I didn't know that you can take over the Goomba. Hmm? Can you? Mm-hmm. I, I haven't tried it and yet. You can stack them. Oh,
3: yeah. You stack them up. That's how you get some of the... Uh, um, Moon stars or
0: the the like the power moons.
3: The power moons, but there's also uh, shine sprites.
0: Shall we open this thing up? Shall. We? Because you didn't get a chance to do this because you bought your second hand. Yes. I've already unboxed it, guys. I couldn't contain myself. I couldn't wait a whole other day, but let me see it's in the case. Of course. I haven't got a screen protector yet. I kind of forgot about that until I was on my way home. So I've been very careful with it. But, yeah, I got my Nintendo Switch.
3: I like the red controllers.
0: I do, too. I really like the I red. really love it, dude. I, I think uh, it, it it pops with the black, mm-hmm. you know? And then, of course, when you have the, um, like the regular gray um, little controller holder thing, mm-hmm. it, it looks good in there, too. They actually have a Mario Odyssey... Uh, controller holder.
3: Right, and we also saw today the uh, larger uh, Joy-Con controller. It's like a
0: charger adapter holder thing.
3: But it's larger to make it more ergonomically correct.
0: Yeah, it's made by Power A, I think. Mm -hmm. So it is a third party. But yeah, dude, uh, I got my switch, pretty pretty neat. Here is the here's here, here's, oh, here's the case geez. here. You got Cappy on, on the front, on the back, and then the switch. It has the, like like the global map. It has, like a little uh, schematics of the Odyssey ship. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty cool. Then you got your spot here where you can hold your games, yeah. and you, you can also set this up like this.
3: Yeah, and so then
0: so yeah, you can set your switch up kind of like that, upside down. But <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, dude, and. And then of course uh you
3: get the charging dock. Yeah, the
0: charging dock because so I took everything out already, you know, and then you get um, download code already got redeemed. And then of course you get um,
3: non charging. Skyrim. What?
0: I picked up Skyrim.
3: You why are you doing this? You're gonna show that to Joanne, aren't you?
0: Because
3: You're gonna make her play it. And she's going to be
0: mad. I'm currently playing it right now. And, of course, I have the volume down. But there it is right there. So, yeah, I I just started, you know, playing Skyrim. The reason why it makes sense for me to buy it, I never really put that much time into Skyrim, kind of like how you did with Fallout. Right. Uh, I own Skyrim. Well,
3: that's not true because I put a lot of time into Fallout. Well, <laughs> now. <laughs> now. But what I'm
0: saying is that you played S- Skyrim. You played Elder Scrolls be- before you played Fallout. Day one, yeah. I played Fallout before I ever really got into Elder Scrolls. I played a little bit of Oblivion with Rob. It was okay.
3: It's not Skyrim.
0: You know. Skyrim is definitely the best. But, I mean, this game looks fantastic on the Switch. It does. And, I mean, it is the full version of...
3: How are the controls? Are they, it is fine. They feel about the same. Yeah, well, you
0: wouldn't know. I mean, I mean, no. I did play a little bit of Skyrim. Okay. I played uh, less than ten hours. Hmm. Okay, so um, I, I didn't get super far into the game, but I did play. It. I, I had it. I have it on Xbox 360. I got the Legendary Edition, the, the one that comes that comes with all the like the DLCs and stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: But then the controls are a little wonky because A is, of course, you're you're confirmed for everything. B brings up your little menu here for you to be able to... You can
3: change that, though.
0: Yeah, yes, you can. So you you can make it whatever you want, but I'm already kind of used to it, you know? Um, Right stick changes your view. You know, left stick crouches and hides. What is that? Is that L1 runs? And then, of course, this kind of, you know, the, the button, like the guard button and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I downloaded the Snipper Clips because because we're gonna check that out. download uh, Octopath, which I played here. Um, Snipper Clips is now available in physical edition for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. And I thought that would be a really cool little game to play with a wife or something. Is like it's one of those games where you each have a Joy-Con. It's a two-player puzzle solver. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty. It's not something that's like gonna be like the be-all end-all, but it's unique to Nintendo. Right. Um, but, but yeah. Uh, I did hide the fact that I got Skyrim from you because you said something about oh so you all you, like all you got was the pro controller with it I said yeah
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we were when we were going through the devil's Prairie Ground, I said
0: hmm, you you can buy Skyrim now for this and I went yeah I can <laughs> So yeah a little, I'm a little devil sometimes, but I also picked. So I picked up Skyrim and I picked up uh, the Joy-Con controller, or I'm sorry, the Pro, Pro controller, controller, the official Pro controller. Of course, we pl- tried this out when Rob brought his over mm-hmm. uh, right after the launch. That's feeling controller out in my opinion. Oh, dude, it. I love it. We I was play playing. It again. I was playing Skyrim with it. Um, here. What were they, here, here,
3: here. Nice no, 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 no. It just vibrated. <laughs>
0: I'm playing it's with the other it. One. Yeah, I'm. I don't know how how well you're gonna be able to see it with the light in here. There you go. It's all synced up and ready to go. Hit the uh, the B button. I gotta wipe the dust off of it. The screen.
3: Oh yeah. <laughs> you
0: have like no stamina I'm just starting man uh, I'm just starting and I I'm I always play a warrior in, in most stuff that I play that's just kind of like my thing hmm. I'm like the big barbarian dude you know like um, one of my favorite lines ever in a game was uh everQuest champions of norrath I haven't done a single thing with my trees yet I literally last night I, I was playing Mario Odyssey. I got to the first or the third kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, the play kind of like where I got to when I played it here, and then I turned it off. And then I I th- I uh, booted up Skyrim just to check it out, see what it looked like on the TV, and then in handheld mode.
3: Hmm. Huh. Oh, I'm in the wrong one.
0: But I was watching a review for this, and it's like the the visuals have some of the visuals from the from the remastered version.
3: Yeah.
0: Uh, like other than that, like. It looks like somewhere in between the regular version that was released on last gen and then the remaster.
3: Yeah, right here is the change.
0: And then it also has... Uh,
3: I would definitely change B to jump, especially on the Pro Controller. Yeah. I would totally do B to jump and X to your map open.
0: It does come with the with uh, with the with the Zelda DLC, Dawnguard, Hearthfire, and Dragonborn. And you, you can play, of course, with the Joy-Cons. You can play with the... Uh, oh, no. Huh. It changed the... Oh, what are you doing to me? Reset default. There you go. And of course, you can use your amiibo to get like, some stuff. The Zelda stuff is actually in the game.
3: Yeah, but, you can search uh,
0: it. So you, like, you can actually get it. When you open it up, there is nothing on the inside. There's no map, no nothing. So that's a bit of a downfall. But this is also how many times has this, has this game been released all that kind of stuff so
3: there wasn't one with the legendary edition i
0: believe uh yes there was i want to say there was uh because okay, I, I, I was surprised that it was still in there.
3: okay it's pretty <laughs> neat it is interesting interesting so, yeah, indeed
0: man. um so i i didn't know if you know this but you can buy skyrim on the switch
9: to tell you the, the, the poop stories shitty stories, the shitty stories. <laughs> okay so i have a friend who has a tinder account and she doesn't necessarily use it for meeting guys she uses it for funny stories and so we've got a golden one that the dude gave permission to share first of all and we have her permission <laughs> to tell the story um, and stupid me, I deleted the screenshots, of course. So I'm going to have to retell it from memory, but
6: I might have. Oh, dude, maybe,
9: yeah. In text form? Yeah. Or yeah.
6: hold on. I know that I can find these. We will find this shit. Hold on. Oh, there's your butt. <laughs> While I fart. <laughs> There's your I'm bed. scrolling
9: through the pictures for our text, cha- like this, and came across the Cheetos rolled up in a green leaf. So it's when you've got the munchies, but you're also trying to eat healthy.
6: It's on the um, journey into comics. Oh, it is messages. We have a group chat for the whole network, and it is on there. Okay, so I, I will look it
9: up. <laughs> and. Hopefully I won't be too far back. But we are a meme group. Okay. All right. (laughs) He says, I'm not much for short jokes, but I can tell you a fucked up story. And uh, so he says, well, this is the story all about how my life got flipped turned upside down. And it's going to take a minute. Just sit right there. I'll tell you all about the story of my pink underwear, <laughs> which I appreciated, right? It was 2011, and I was still in college. Me and my friends were looking for a party that night since midterms were over, so we heard there was a frat party going down on uh, the, or going on down the street from us, and there would be booze and Mario Kart. Perfect fucking combination. Well, earlier that day, the Diarrhea Fairy came and visited me around 1257
6: p.m. I like how it's so specific. (laughs) Like, it was so detrimental that the Diarrhea Fairy came that you can just, like, goddamn, 1257.
9: (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I knew my weekend would be peppered with glorious moments, hunched down, sitting on a toilet, praying (laughs) to every god to make the Hershey flow of pain and all of mankind evil stop flowing from my inner eye. But I took a Pepto-Bismol and said YOLO and went to the party that night anyway. We are all having a good old time dancing, playing Mario Kart, which I kicked ass in, mind you. And I ended up meeting a hot girl at the party who was a feminist, which I found attractive. Because my friend had feminists listed in her profile. Um, We talked and talked about history and why the fuck license plates expire for two hours. (laughs) And then something amazing happened. When I used to get shit face drunk, I can't do that anymore, uh, I would teleport. So one moment I'm in the kitchen, and the next I'm on the lawn, but the third place was the best. Uh, me and this girl ended up making out in her room, and I'm like, wow, it's happening. Why the fuck did my drunk, or what the fuck did my drunk ass do or say to get to this point? I, I would swear I'm fucking uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, but I'm sure every person off their ass thinks that. So, good R&B is playing, and the magic is happening, and then all of a sudden, I hear the distinct sound of a helicopter in the distance. I'm thinking to myself, we're not in South Chicago. Why the fuck is there an eye in the sky? But it wasn't a helicopter. It was my body voiding every single thing I've ate since 2006. I had to think fast, and luckily, I didn't have to. She passed out, which is good also because I don't do chicks that are drunk. And I didn't want to wear my ruined rags, so I took a pair of her pink boy boxers after cleaning myself up, which is hard as fuck. Uh, when you're drunk, by the way. I'm having to scroll through texts, so. <laughs> um, I left her a text about repaying her and took an Uber
6: back home. <laughs>
9: <laughs> and that's the end of the story.
6: <laughs> I'm so lucky. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I just,
9: I need to, like, he didn't explain did he take his nasty drawers with
6: him or did he leave leave them them there like in the fucking sink or something
9: that like it reminds me of um the story it was floating around online forever ago but the girl like she had a one-night stand and the guy was like my door locks automatically so just take your time get ready for work and then go ahead and leave well she took a poop. And the toilet was broken. So she got a, like a Walmart bag and took the poop out of the toilet and like tied it up in the bag and she was going to take it with her, but she accidentally left it on the counter (laughs) and didn't realize it until she was out the door, which locked automatically.
6: (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. That's like my greatest fear. (laughs) To leave like, a bag of shit on my I would camera. much rather
9: just leave a dookie in somebody's toilet than, like, have to worry about taking it somewhere. Because everybody poops.
6: Yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, we obviously we're not dating anymore. No. But even if I were, if I shit in a toilet that doesn't work, I'm just, well, you should have told me first. Bye. Right? <laughs> like, like the first time toilet. that I went
9: to Brandon's house, like, his parents' house, or his mom's house now, but, um, is super old. That was loud. (laughs) loud. (laughs) It's super old and like the pipes are old because it's a really old town or whatever. And so you have to be really particular with how much toilet paper you put in the toilet Mm -hmm. and how you flush it. Yeah. So like I'm over there for the first time and like, oh, I have to go poop. All right. I go and I'm like, okay, this is just a toilet. Like, (laughs) I'm not thinking anything's up. And I had like did my business and then it wouldn't flush and I had to like call down the hallway it's not flushing and Brandon goes it's okay and he like had to come in and fix the toilet
6: (laughs) that makes me think my father's toilet Uh oh Oh, my god super old I don't know what's up with the fucking sewage out there but everyone has had sewage problems oh no And if you shit or put too much toilet paper in there, it gets clogged automatically, will not go down. But even on a normal, if you even put, like, one sheet of toilet paper, it may not necessarily go down. So I'm always afraid to take a shit over there because you're like, courtesy flushes all the time. (laughs) You
9: just can't can't, clog this motherfucker.
6: You you just keep (laughs) flushing. Like, I feel like...
9: And you guys can't see us, but we're both imitating (laughs) like flushing really
6: hard. Like, really dramatic. (laughs) Just... The hardest flushes you've ever seen in your life.
9: (laughs) But like, okay, I was reminded today on Facebook because, you know, your Facebook memories. Mm -hmm. And my friend tagged me in the post because we had discussed it in a group chat and then she shared about it on Facebook. The most amazing, like even more amazing than the poop story that I just told. This one, it's like an atheist dream right? Mm -hmm. So my friend is an atheist and she had to go run an errand and her daughter fell asleep in the car. And she's like, well, I guess I'm driving around for a while because you know, like my kid, her kid is not one that will stay asleep if the car stops or if you try and transfer her into the car or into the house. Anyway, she's driving around um, really slow playing Pokemon Go on her phone and a Dratini pops up in this huge church parking lot and she's like oh cool i'll go in get this stratini there are two pokey stops and a gym right here so like this will be a fun afternoon and then she gets that feeling that i know you and i both know very well Mm -hmm. she has 30 seconds before she's gonna poop her pants and so she really quick drives to the corner furthest away from the street and the church Opens the door of her car. Thank goodness she was wearing a dress. Pulled her dress up. Shit in the parking lot. And because she's a mom, she had toilet paper in the car because runny noses and stuff. So she shits, wipes, and then bolts out of the parking (laughs) lot. And that's the story of how my friend shit in a parking lot. A church parking lot.
6: That is amazing. Oh, that must have been horrible. At least she was wearing a dress. Can you imagine wearing pants or something? go. Right.
9: Like, I remember peeing in a parking lot as a kid wearing pants, and that was hard enough. I can't imagine being a full-grown adult, especially
6: being fat. I have never in my life peed or shit outside once. I have had to pee to where it's like I physically feel like I'm going to piss myself. Right. And I can't go. I physically can't make myself fucking do it. I can pee literally anywhere. I used to not be able to be in public bathrooms either. Couldn't but I that. am a shy pooper.
10: It's time for Brews with Dudes. Ah, oh. oh, juicy.
5: It's a nice golden color. I'm not a huge fan of IPAs, uh, so I'm interested to see how I like this one. It's described as juicy, like most IPAs. So.
7: I'm I'm just admired by this can. This can got a lot of good detail to it.
5: Yeah, I feel like Three Floyds is pretty good with their artwork on their bottles and their cans and everything. This the, the hell pretty is that, badass like a boar? It's like What's a, that a bore? horse skeleton or something.
11: My take on this looks like a. Oh, that's
5: a, definitely not a horse. Now that it's closer
11: to me, it looks like a, looks like a pig, like a yeah pig a straddled for war, with a winged demon on its
10: back. It's a buffalo.
5: <laughs> that is not a buffalo.
10: Buffaloes don't have tusks, my friend. Oh, that's a, that Those are reins. I thought those were horns. No, that's yeah. a boar. Yeah, yeah, that's a boar. Yeah, a a pig for war. No more Wall pigs out the power We won't do that again. I've only done it twice. This is seven episodes. It's the only time I've ever jumped into the mic like that. Bear with us everyone. You guys ready to jump into uh the Lazarite? Am I saying that right?
5: Maybe. Mm-hmm.
10: Lazarite, yeah. Yeah, right. Close, <laughs> yeah. close
8: enough. Yeah. Maybe.
10: Here we go. Right.
11: Hoping I like this one. Mmm, mm, juicy. Ooh, nah. that 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 pulled straight through that cherry stout I had. I still had some cherry stout, but it was a- able to pull through the very like fruity, juicy, just straight stream, and took over my palate from that stout, which is quite commendable because most stouts just take over your palate and hold on through the next few drinks you have and this is
10: how I see it though how I see it is if you have cotton mouth drink one of them agreed it's definitely very (laughs) juicy it'll definitely rehydrate the mouth so Nick where would you put this on your juicy scale on my juicy scale let me give it one more go let me give it one more gulp Mm. Sounded like a sip. Juicy. Sounded more like a sip to me. I would say seven and a half. It's pretty juicy. I'm 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 pleased with the juiciness of this one. If I were to put a number on a juicy
11: scale, since I know that's your thing and I have not done that. I wanna make it a bruise with dudes thing. Everyone's allowed to use the juicy scale. Mm. I would put it at a solid A solid eight i almost would push it a little further
10: but eight seems like a very solid feel for it i i might not appreciate it if you put the evil on me but i'm going to put it on you do you have a kind of top tier juicy beer i don't know if i could think of mine but can you think of the juiciest beer you've ever had the juiciest beer i've ever had
11: I can... As soon as you ask me that question, my taste buds lit up with
10: memory. But the beer I was drinking, I cannot remember. You know what I would, This is not much of an answer, so fuck me. But I would say when I hear Juicy, I immediately go to 18th Street, 450 North Brewery, and uh, Odd 13. I know it's, it's really hard to talk about Odd 13, because not a lot of people around here have had it. Um... And I wouldn't have it if I didn't have friends that went out to Colorado, uh, for big beer festivals and are always bringing them back for me. Uh, God bless you, Tex. Um, so All 13 just every beer I've had from them is top scale, nine out of ten juiciness. 18th Street, you know, the Sex and Candy, Candy Crusher, um, uh, um, uh, Cascade Express, There's, they've got, they've oh. just got, they, they are. It's like that's their goal. Their d- goal is juice, and they're just, they're killing it. Um, and then yeah, four fifty. Yes, you've had, you've had a couple from four fifty. Yes, I've had
11: quite a few from four fifty. Squirt,
10: the squirt gun, the juicy nugs. um, I know we both keep just fucking crying. The the grape jam, uh, the fruity nuggets, the juicy nuggets. Like that we're just.
5: There's a grape
10: jam. Yeah, it's called just, grape jam, and it looks like Space Jam uh, with the marketing. And it's—I it I assume it's just—it's a grapey, juicy IPA. They're just—they're killing it. They're really good at it. Oh yeah,
11: we've—we've we've both been discussing before how much we're dying to get down there to get some of those brews because they're based mostly out of the brewery. We can only get those if we go to the brewery and.
10: It's like a two-and-a-half-hour drive, I think. It's it's a, it's a move. Like It would have to be... We have to call them in the morning, and, and they have to say, like, we've got four out of the five beers you love and, and to make the trip, because it's a long trip, but the beers Cause, are so good. Because that's five hours of driving,
11: and at least two hours of sitting there, eating, and having a pint and a few samples. Yeah, we
10: never got around to eating there, because... I mean, they had the festival, which was right in their backyard, and yes. it was—I don't know—hundreds, if not thousands, of people. And when we went in um, to the restaurant, to, I think P and I think we were going to eat there. I think we were going to eat if we could have, but it was just packed to the you know to the gills. It was. Oh yeah. It was a cool spot. I'd love to go back to 450. Maybe four. Maybe we can tag 450 in this, and they'll let us come out there and yeah. do a special episode. We love you, 450. But you
11: bringing up your friends that have made it out West. I have to bring up one of my best friends who is probably the main proprietor in my craft brew journey and who got me into craft brewing. Like I've had friends that have introduced me to it, but he's the one that mainly got it. I have to have to shout out my buddy, Mike Stout. I believe he's a follower of this podcast.
10: His last name is Stout.
11: His name is Michael Stout, Christ! His you need to last... get
6: a stout on the show.
11: I have I've been working with him to get him to come back here because Mr. Stout himself is with us today. I would love that, but he lives out in Portland, Oregon now. And when I went out there last year for the Fourth of July, I was he brought me around Portland and showed me that. But he also brought me around to places that had a bunch of craft brews and beers and stuff. And that I know is where I tasted my juiciest beer. I could not, I cannot remember my juiciest beer because I had been drinking so
10: many. Were you conscious about your journey then? If I may, because I mean, you know, I'm brewing myself, doing a podcast now about brewing, trying to, dive headfirst into brewing like when we're you know when i'm picking out a beer or when we're talking about doing this podcast there's a lot of thought that goes into it all at that point in your journey were you thinking about craft beer was it like oh i'm at this place and they've got their own beer i'm gonna try it oh that was good no second thoughts kind of thing it was a lot of it i was
11: i want to say at that point i started that way because he was like, "Oh no, you need to come here and try this beer. They have this, these beers here. You need to try. Hey, you need to come over here." And it was probably the third spot we stopped as we just rode bikes around the city and got there. And so I was had a solid beer buzz going by the time I got there. And it was one even with my beer buzz and because kind of just being taking in this whole new city really stood forward with me
10: when i was uh considering moving years ago i did a lot of research into all the different aspects of a couple different cities and uh a couple members of my family we all kind of unanimously agreed that seattle is the place The seattle if there's ever a place i was going to move inside the united states that seattle seems to be the one place i would really like to go It's just over the bridge from Portland. And my good buddy Colby's out there. I'd love to hang out with him more. Speaking of uh, beer journeys, um, I keep mentioning the uh, blog that we're working on. Um, I'll just say it's coming. I'm sorry about it. Uh, We've been very, very busy with a lot of different things. Um, The beer blog, uh, I'm the one that's kind of organizing it and writing the... The written blurbs, but Jess actually is the one taking all the pictures for it, which is kind of what I'm—the uh, part I'm most excited about. I, I like to think that um, the thing that'll uh, make it stand out the most is the fact that, along with these reviews, somewhat of these different breweries, that Jess is providing pictures of the beers, you know, the, the bar, the the establishment. You know, it's giving, it's doing a full blown review that encourages um checking out the whole place and enjoying an entire experience you know it's not just beer it's the beer it's the people it's the food it's the establishment it's the whole thing um and jesse you've been into photography for a long time did you want to go on that for a minute before before telling why you're excited to uh be providing the photos for i don't we haven't really decided on a name i think i've gone with brews across indiana